Adla, welcome to season three of Philippine X in Wellness. I'm your host, Cheryl Sampson Ramirez. In our last episode, we spoke with Dr. David Richard about integrative natural health, looking at healthcare in a preventative manner and aiding the body to heal itself naturally. We hope that you enjoyed it. For our first episode of season three, we will be exploring dentistry and capoeira with dental hygienist and owner of Capoeira Batuque Daily City, Ness Marco Morales, also known as Cuyagalo. Before we begin, we'd like to mention that we uphold and honor the safe space to share. We ask everyone to post comments and questions on our platform in a peaceful and respectful manner. Our pre-recorded episodes are accessible through our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel. The audio recordings are available via Apple Podcasts and Spotify. All views discussed are for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to be medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare practitioner for your particular condition, especially before starting any exercise or new health program. For this month's episode, I'd like to introduce our guest speaker, Ness Marco Morales. Welcome to the podcast, Ness. Hi, very happy to be here. How are you? Doing good. How are you? Good, good. (laughs) All right. So, dentistry and capoeira, let's dive in. You're like Peter Parker in Spider Man. Uh, dental hygienist by day and capoeira instructor by night, right? That that explains it. Uh, my my whole bio completely. Yes, <laughs> every day. <laughs> so let's find out more about you. Uh, we like to open our episodes with one of the first questions you're asked when someone finds out you're a Filipinex or Filipino. <laughs> where is your family from in the Philippines and? Where are you currently streaming from in case that's different from where you actually reside? All right. Yes. Um, well, my father, uh, his name is also Ness. He's the first Ness, but uh, he, he, he uh, came from uh, Ilocos Norte, uh, Batac. And my mom, uh, Quezon City, uh, San Jose, in countryside of the Philippines, um, in, in Manila, near, kind of near Manila. Uh, okay. That's where they came Um he came to, uh, well, my dad went to uh, Texas first and then to San Francisco, but here I am in the Bay Area, and, uh, and our practice is here in Daly City, California. Okay, and you also, do you also reside in Daly City? Yes, I, I live uh, in the heart of Daly City, right by Classic Bowl, if you guys uh, know where that is. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's been uh, maybe an un, on a, what do you call it, uh, unofficial landmark of Daly City. For sure. Nice. And were you born here, or were you born in the Philippines or somewhere else? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I definitely, soulfully, yeah, definitely another planet, another decade. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other story. But yes, definitely was born here, born and raised here in uh, San Francisco. Um, it was about yeah was, we lived in hunter's point and then kind of moved down maybe when i was like around five years old we started coming to the west lake area of delhi city but yeah first born okay. first generation filipino here um yeah my parents you know uh they're each one of like 10 siblings <laughs> on each side wow. so all yeah. of them uh, are still making 
uh, most of them are now here in the U.S., uh, different parts of the nation, but uh, lots of us are here in the Bay Area now. Um, nice. And thanks to uh, also my parents uh, kind of leading the, the path here to, to the Bay Area. So you said you're a firstborn. You have siblings? Yes, uh, one of four siblings, and, and a, lot, a lot of them are also on the same path to dental. <laughs> well, my oh, brother wow. is, a is a dentist uh, uh, right now, um, and we work together here in the office. And my, nice. my sister's trying to get into dental school also. Oh, wow. Um, and the youngest one just graduated college through the arts, but uh, okay. some way or somehow she'll be here. Not <laughs> oh, yeah, no, she'll probably be doing your designs and your logos. Oh, no, she yeah. already is. Actually, yeah, oh, really? you're, you're, very right. yeah, you're very right. I love her so much for all that. <laughs> oh, wow, perfect. Yes. Perfect family. Like You're like the um, Von Trapps of Daily City. Your rice <laughs> cooker probably contributed to the fog, too, out there. No, definitely, we all definitely. know that joke. <laughs> especially this, especially here in the office too. We got several rice cookers for for lunch <laughs> <There you laughs> going go. off. <laughs> Keep your teeth and your skin like clear, right? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start with the basics, Ness. Um, you know, we don't ever talk about dentistry, and I think mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because I think mm -hmm. there's so much there to explore when it comes to our wellness. And uh -huh. for those of us, you know, for those of you that are viewing or listening out there, um, the first half of the episode is going to focus on your career as a dental hygienist. Um, so tell us about your origin story and what brought you into dentistry. Was it that your parents' wishes being dentists, um, you know, since you come from a family of dentists, or did you find that it was personally driven? And, mm. and, then, and then why did you personally focus on dental hygiene? Since you mentioned your brother is, I think, a dental surgeon. Yeah, so yes, let's, yeah, start, yeah, yes. let's start there. You know, yes, uh, it's been a been a long uh, identity journey for me to to find, uh, but definitely very. Uh, it comes from a grateful place that my parents, uh, you know, uh, dedicated their life to dental. You know, left the Philippines to be here in America and and really start from from the beginning, from from the ground up. You know, uh, they knew buddy here in, in San Francisco. So um, when I when I considered all their story of, of just immigrating here to the to the Bay Area, um, I had to really find everything why what made this uh, profession uh, appealing for for me myself, but even by diving into everything that was negative about the profession, right? I think that's mm -hmm. where I started because um, I was totally into the arts too, you know, um, and I'm still am, of course. Uh, it's just, um, I, I always, kind of saw myself going um, uh, maybe in the um, in the routes of like culinary or or, or dancing uh, and, and I was able to still hold all that stuff in my life right now but before I went to dental there was a lot of um, my uncles and grandparents and uh, a lot of people go, coming out of dentistry you know the, starting the restaurants or you know, that there was a lot of trauma for them. And I, I, and I, I had to uh, dig into them and interview them and, and see, see what it was uh, that made it hard. And, and finding that uh, back then uh, it sounded like a crazy profession to get into. I almost didn't want to get into it. 
uh, to mm. be honest. Yeah. Um, but eventually here I am. But the reason why is because it was such a hard mental journey for a lot of dentists who are who just start starting out and struggling and, and getting, um, getting started. Because uh, I think back then it used to be, uh, you know, one of those professions that was labeled as like high, high suicide rate type, you know, really? it's hard for, yeah. Um, but <clears throat> to, to fast forward through to yeah. that, um, I think the, um, the, the, dental association really uh, came together on that and started um, um, really diving into the interview process and who they accepted to, instead of just being uh, book smart, um, they had to be like well-rounded into like, they started uh, uh, inviting and accepting more people who who did excel in arts, who did have an outside life uh, or like maybe yoga instructors that wanted to be interested in dental, history majors who are interested in dental. And uh, mm. so because uh, the, the community community back then was just like, you know, they didn't really have an outside life. They didn't have anything to help their mental health really be <laughs> to be on, uh, to have anything else outside the clinic. And then imagine sometimes mm. even now, like uh, since the pandemic, since uh, yeah. the, uh, it's hard to find people to come help or, or find assistance and and then, so imagine like a lot of dentists are just working on their own, being doing doing a lot of things on their own. And here you are with a patient; it's like down in the mouth every day because you're not even able to talk with mm -hmm. your patient all the time. They they they, they don't they're not able to respond when you're um, you know talking about your day or anything like that. So it's almost like you know uh, back then. That's what I found out. It was just you know two they they were um, trained to be perfectionists in a non-perfect world. Where people can't afford a lot of treatments and and uh and then the outcomes are always always uh, very difficult for for the dentist to be to be happy right mm. so so after after considering all that stuff i was just like oh i can't stop dancing you know yeah yeah <laughs> but wow. it wasn't until it wasn't until i um i found out that uh even when i was finally get to college and i'm still on the road to um on this path that i think i could i still need to do this um i went to i signed myself up to this, uh, some humanitarian work around costa rica and nicaragua i had mm -hmm. my friends signed up to to come with me and it's not then until then did i see that um that i was able to do uh dental and um and and capoeira and dance all at the same time mm -hmm. um here we are going to different churches in Costa Rica, different uh, different areas, different schools in Nicaragua, and and uh, sitting the people down, working on their teeth all day, and then at the end of the day, everyone's still coming down to hang out, and I'm teaching everyone how to dance, doing some teaching them some some salsa, some Filipino cha cha, some break dancing, some capoeira. Yeah. So then that's when I found out I can, uh, you know, balance balance the life. The, that uh, that I didn't have to be in this this uh, this box of what was known as a you know the dental world down in the mouth every day kind of thing you know yeah. it was just like I I could still I could still uh, pursue both both dreams it didn't have to be just one like how they like oh, everyone wants you to you just choose one profession and one be a master at something 
but my whole life I've always been like a jack of all trades. I always wanted to continue learning about something. I didn't want to be anyone's master or anyone's like, you know, you know, number one. It's just, it's just, I always wanted to be that messenger that, that kind of learns from everything. But anyway, yeah, I had friends that on this trip that mm. actually passed out to the side of blood, passed out to bad breath, you know, and then yeah. they just started less veering to the side and just having medications instead. So that's when I realized, oh, you know, I grew up in a dental office. I, I see I see teeth flying all the time. <laughs> wow. That yeah. that 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 really spoke to me that that not this job is not for everybody. That that mm. uh, you know, even in going to school, like not everyone uh, was interested in the clinic portion that they just wanted to kind of know the ropes and, and run a business and not ever see a mouth, you know? So oh, there was wow. all these different, all different, all different types of people that, that are now in dental now, uh, now that, um, you know, um, they're, they're, you see most famous people on Instagram are, are, are also dentists, you know, they're hip, you know, hip hop artists, they're, the mm-hmm. yogi, famous yogis now and they're all dentists and and that's i think that's when when the world opened up to the rest of the world for dentistry that that you didn't just have to have straight A's, you had to have a well-rounded life so i think that's where um uh uh where i felt like okay this 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 is something that i can also help share my 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 passions to the dental world and and then uh, hopefully that's something that will balance balance out everyone's uh uh whole whole well-being and quality of life right yeah why did you um decide to specialize in hygiene per se well you know when i was still pursuing dental i had i didn't even know what hygiene was but apparently my auntie one of my aunties were were hygienists and she um uh really pushed for me to to um pursue uh Mm -hmm. hygiene um, also because um, I feel like dental, the whole dental um, schooling, when I was calculating everything, it was, it was it's, it's basically double school or double to triple more school, depending if you're going to specialize on something. Uh-huh. Um, and at the time of, uh, while I was doing uh, my undergrad, I was, uh, I was also, I was also doing um, my my prerequisites for nursing and for and for for to to be a doctor. Uh, so, but by the time I finished all those prereqs, um, I was able to just uh, just stop having fun at school and say, yeah, let, let's let's start <laughs> let's start doing something." And it's not until when I started to learn what hygiene really was that that I felt like that's that's totally my alley. Like I, I'm always you know, um, sharing knowledge, what I know from the clinic. And, and uh, so they basically hygienists are, are, are like prevention specialists mm. on in a dental world. Um, mm. There's a there's a whole not partnership. It's not just like just going to the dentist. It's, it's really like focusing on different areas. Because when you go to the dentist now, it's like you're, you're most likely in pain or something needs to be restored. And yeah. now they can focus, focus on bringing you back to health while I can keep you uh, in your health or, mm. or and keep you in that line keep you in that path because sometimes there's just so much information for you to um for, to take and sometimes uh even going to the dentist they, they already feel like uh, uh something bad's gonna happen right yeah. everyone has that everyone has that dark yeah uh, <laughs> a lot of people dread going to the dentist yeah yeah i've had this have this drop tra- traumatizing image 
of, uh, of going to the dentist. So now when I pop in, I say, hey, I'm the hygienist. I'm going to prevent you from seeing that guy. <laughs> but <laughs> as a joke, but then, you know, like, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's just one but of those things truthful. that like, yeah. it kind of, it kind of brings out the, like, uh, I feel like this partnership in the, in the office helps, helps uh, mm. relieve a lot of people. I have a lot of people with dental anxiety now coming in and yeah. never wanting to leave the chair. They even want yeah. have a lot of people falling asleep now and, and just, you know, using it as therapy. And it's, it has become my, I used to be a barber too. So <laughs> it has been my new barber shop. You know, people like, like to, to uh, you know, just tell them about their life. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, I, and I'm here, I'm here to listen, you know? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize um, it's beyond your nuclear family that you have dentists. You said you have uncles and aunts too that are in dentistry. Yeah, so yeah. did I'm it come sure. far back does it More. go? Yeah, does it go into <laughs> like I don't know? Well, she's not. Is, so I always call say my my Lola is uh, also a, a dentist, but it's really my mom's cousin's mom. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, but she's always been Lola to us. Uh, yeah. also but wow. uh, that's that's how far it goes okay. and then all my ninongs all my ninongs are also uh, uh still practicing dentists until that now wow. and what i found out here is like you know until now it's just like wow i'm almost i'm almost 40 and and they've been dentists since i was born so it's just like <laughs> wow. they really love what they do they're, they're totally masters at the art now you know yeah you know, going at 40 years and Average year of Americans are about 20 years, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I was actually shocked when you were mentioning that there's a high uh, suicide rate amongst dentists. I never really thought about the mental health factors within the dentistry career. But as you yeah. were kind of talking about it, it, it sounds like it could be long hours. And like you said, you're always kind of, I guess why people maybe dread going to the dentist is because they dread either hearing the sound of the drill or receiving <laughs> like bad news about their oral care deteriorating. It's kind of hard mm-hmm. to like deliver that, right? And I'm curious to know. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually think of that when it came to the yeah. profession. When you said the the bad side of dentistry yeah like because you know like we're, we're already we're already uh uh given what do you call that handicap of you know everyone dreading to see us right yeah so wow. so it's almost like we always have to earn your trust all, the, the moment you walk in the door mm. and not everyone who walks in the door is happy right yeah it's, everyone's like they waited too long that they're already in pain mm. you know and then we can only have so much empathy for everything that uh, that happens you know and and imagine not everyone yeah. is patient right not everyone has that that, that ability to um, be in someone else's shoes and so that's 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 uh very tolling in, in many ways i feel um especially um people who who don't see it from our side or from our shoes like yeah um, no thank you i appreciate you adding that layer of depth to the profession because mm-hmm. I've, I've never looked at it from that facet so I have so much more respect <laughs> to my dentist now yeah <laughs> yeah thank you yeah 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 well some people do see I, I had a, a, a patient of, of ours brought a whole bag of bullet today 
Chocolate has a bad rep. Chocolate actually, dark chocolate helps prevent cavities. Oh, really? <laughs> there you go, people. You heard it. Yeah, you heard it. <laughs> more. <laughs> so this actually is a great segue, Ness, to our next question. Um, not too many people are aware of the correlation between dental hygiene and one's physical health. It wasn't until I switched dentists that I even began to know that there was a interdependent relationship that exists between the two. For example, I learned that diabetes is one condition that can also impact your oral health. Let's talk first about the correlation between oral and physical health. Maybe if you could explain to us about that. Yeah, I mean, first first of all, um, they're, they're almost directly correlated uh, for sure. Um, I mean, anything that we see in the mouth, uh, and then anything that's happening in your, your process of healing, especially if you're uh, diagnosed with diabetes or high blood pressure or, or high cholesterol, you're going to have something that's affecting that, that healing rate of yours. And it will present in like inflamed gums. You'll have a lot of bleeding gums. And, and especially in diabetic patients, we, we see a lot of uh, if, the, if that, that level is in that out of control area we don't want to be we have we have uh, moving teeth we have uh, some some um, uh, mobility happening and uh, all all that is uh, kind of just affecting the the everyday uh, healing process to to keep that healthy smile so um, sometimes um, sometimes when when the, the the inflammation rate is is high um, it's it's hard to harder to maintain um, uh, hard, harder to maintain something uh, like that in, in diabetic patients basically now we talked about diabetes Ness. are there other medical conditions that you see in our community that can alter a person's oral health or vice versa like do you see things in the mouth that are correlated to, you know, an individual's physical condition? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. Especially with diabetes. Um, for almost every patient, uh, we, we do ask them, you know, uh, what their everyday diet is and, and how they move every day, how they exercise, how they get everything circulating. So definitely uh, that has been the, the pure connection to, to our, our health because, I feel like uh, everything that we see in the patient uh, reflects on their ability to heal and, and reflects why they don't exercise every day, uh, maybe, maybe because they're always in pain. Uh, and, and then what, what nourishes them to, to keep going that usually relates to, exact, uh, to our, our diet every day. So uh, things that how we eat every day, how we, how we move uh, 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 are the, just the basics of, 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 of what we we come to see. And then when they present with something like diabetes, uh, um, uh, in the dental world, we know that everything is correlated to the heart. Everything is related directly. Uh, this is the window to, to, to here, right? We see everything um, mm -hmm. 
if something is inflamed here and, and it's hard to heal here, it's, it's hard to heal systemically. Everything else is, uh, is uh, also struggling as well. So, um, and when they present with, uh, with uh, a traditional, uh, you know, a fiesta diet, <laughs> as, a, as we like to call yeah. it in, in, the, in the office, you know, if they're having rice for breakfast, <laughs> lunch, and dinner, and and then um, and everything is not in moderation, not proportional. You can you can see uh, maybe the body's overworking and over over processing. So you, we can see that in like in the thickness of, of people's saliva, uh, it, it mm-hmm. kind of presents like um, if like if they have too much carbs in their diet or too much sugar in their diet. Um, if they're snacking too much, you, we can no, instantly notice like. Uh, the the acid erosion in their in their teeth and and the, the thinness of, wow. of saliva in their in their um saliva the, like a little bit of thin consistency um not not able to mm-hmm. produce all the um maybe the preventable like calcifications that can help you uh fight cavities uh in a natural process um, um mm. so and those are, are usually connected to those who are dealing with diabetes um in, in that sense and um and the one correlation that we have is uh you know mm-hmm. i think not everyone knows that uh, that you know uh, if you're more uh prone to cavities if you're if you're um ha- have cavities already um uh, this the diet and the, your first line of defense is your mouth right everything everything that you eat uh, will will help prevent um heart attack you know um uh hmm. all the bacteria that that we find in the mouth uh, the bacteria that are responsible mm-hmm. for for heart attack is the same thing responsible for cavities so that's the, that's a direct link of, mm. of why it's more important why people see us more than the doctor every year um sometimes that that kind of uh we we kind of give that wake-up call when you come to our chair and we i ask you we ask you these questions just to just to see if you're ready to to um, get in that path of uh, a better quality of uh, eating and better quality of moving and hopefully uh, better heart health you know <laughs> um, but it, not to say yeah. that that rice and all these things are are bad for you it's just um, they're they're still good for your soul right <laughs> they're still uh, <laughs> we just we just we're just a window to uh, uh, or the mirror to to help you see that that um, we can help you moderate uh, how much you have this fiesta food and <laughs> and help you enjoy it better and much longer and uh, um, yeah that's yeah yeah when you were talking about uh, saliva I was thinking about how my hygienist had mentioned that, yeah, if you have a drier mouth, that you're prone mm. to more cavities. That's right. So I guess, I guess <clears throat> if you have a lot of saliva in your jeweler, you're you're great. Well, <laughs> well, think about babies. You know, we give them candy all the time, but yeah. the more they drool, they, the less cavities they they uh, expose themselves to because they're just <laughs> immediately flushing out. And that's another thing too, because um, you know, medicine oh, medicine is. Um, usually changes your body chemistry, changes your your brain chemistry. Everything, um, the way yeah. we naturally um, 
just uh, protect ourselves. Sometimes when we're taking medication, it already comes to yeah. a, a lot of people experience like dry mouth, right? Dry eyes. Everyone starts salivating um, on a regular. So these things happen with diabetic medications and high blood medications, you know, high cholesterol medications. They're not realizing that this is a, uh, yeah, uh, this is not, some people think of it as like a magic pill that, that makes them, that cures them right away. But really just kind of buys time uh, for them to, to, um, up their 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 diet uh their their ways of eating or you know uh buy time to put some exercise into their life or or but a lot of people we we use it to buy time to to do what we're already doing until we're ready to learn more about how to heal and more learn more about how to to get out of this um, disease states right um but sometimes we just use it to buy time to keep working, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And that's the, that's the, the culture of this fast-paced, uh, this fast-paced right. life in America, I think. But, you know, once you take the medication, you, mm. we stop all the, all our first lines of defense stop working uh, naturally, you know. And then everyone looks looking for, like, you know, what, what will make my mouth, you know, less dry? You know, what, what kind of eye drops can I make my, my eyes more wet? But... Really, they're they're not they're not ready to let go of that that medication that that's kind of stopping or helping prevent all these things already, right? We we kind of need that medication to keep to keep doing what we're doing. And if the more dry mouth you have, Alive. the yeah. more increased risk for cavities. Or you know, they're all kind of like related mm. in a way. You know. Wow. Then that must be. Is it ever frustrating then to have to balance the medication that they're getting from the doctor and then with the dental treatment that you're seeing? Um, or it's kind of a norm? <clears throat> well, I feel like that the balance of, of, uh, of, of medication and, um, and everything that that's happening is kind of, it's, yeah, it's, it's normal just to, to be in that state of um, uh, letting them decide when they're ready to learn more and how to to get better or um, be better. Sometimes um, too much information of of uh, that can stress cause more stress will also <laughs> maybe even cause, yeah. cause more trouble or have them uh, not True. be more compliant or like some 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 people you know yeah uh, don't don't respond well to all these information so we can only take it you know one step at a time or or be open to uh, their questions and seeing what well, what level state they're already to learn more you know we can only direct them and guide them to so when the medical and dental thing are this divide is like apparent right that's why there's you don't see dentists in the hospital or <laughs> interesting yes i want to head more towards a solution focused conversation i know (laughs) we've been talking a lot about conditions and uh, a lot about maybe the downsides of going to dentists or dentistry but being that the mouth is the portal the entryway right do really impact a person's overall health and physical condition. 
I'm curious, um, are there foods that are present in like the Filipino diet, the Philippine X diet, that would actually strengthen the like the mouth, the oral con- health and the condition that you're, you're seeing? You know, are there certain like vegetables that people <laughs> should be eating that provide calcium or, you know, like what is the the balance when it comes to diets from a dental um, point of view? Uh, yeah, definitely in the dental world, you know, uh, we're, we're finding um, it's always changing, always evolving, but we're, we're just now studying as a, a whole new genus of things that help empower the right kind of uh, microbiota that, that that will protect you from cavities and and um and you don't have to for, you don't have to give up your fiesta food you guys you know you can, you can keep eating that it just has to be <laughs> in a good moderation and and a better awareness of uh of stacking which which foods are better and of course the better ones are the high protein content type uh foods or ampalaya that magical fruit that that has metformin in it naturally. Yeah, that you know, everyone's been talking instead about. Instead of taking uh, yeah. all those pills of metformin, you know, you can also uh, uh, increase your um, palaya and take that that bitter melon, all the things that that are are in that area of of uh, healing fruits. We we should incorporate into our diet, uh, like like um, achara. You know, the, all the pickles, the the kimchi. All those are provide mm-hmm. a lot of probiotic. That help uh, you uh, regulate your sugars naturally, right? That every all the rice that you like to mm. eat will be better uh, regulated in that sense. You know, uh, the, the the yogurts and and uh, and kefir. You know, all those things. Uh, kombucha. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when we were kids, they used to say it was milk, right? If you drink uh, milk, it's um, for strong teeth, strong bones. Is that still the case, or did, is that debunked? I, I I still I still still believe that um that's that's something, definitely, not all all milks are are the same. It's just uh, some are are, are uh, right. Because what happens if you're lactose yeah, intolerant? I, I mean, yeah, and you have to you have to know your body and how they how to react reacts well. Um, for yeah, I guess you can say it's debunked. Like a lot of the milks that we've been drinking as kids. Or high in sugar, like especially the the one percent, two percent, low low fat, they're basically sugar water, right? So it's almost mm-hmm. like, and and most mm-hmm. doctors will only recommend like one percent, two percent, um, nowadays. So it's almost like, oh. uh, especially for for kids, uh, for some reason, but then they don't account for what the actual diet of all these kids are. So, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, um, only because they they want more nutrients that that uh. They feel like whole milk will will keep them more too full. Anyway, that's enough. That's a whole other segment. But yeah, mm. all milks not the same. A lot of people yeah. are, are switching milks for like almond milks and all, all these other other uh, uh, high sugar milks. You know, they they don't really provide the, the nutrients you think they do. They they just just uh, add more sugar mm-hmm. to your diet. You know, you, you absorb more things that you wouldn't mm. absorb naturally if you just ate almonds or you know things like that. Mm. So, is there for people that are lactose intolerant? Is there a, a milk that's good for the teeth? Or I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say to drink milk to to have a healthier smile or anything like that. Um, these are yeah. these are just uh, I feel like 
things to have if you're if you're marketing, yeah, marketing uh, that that sell that that uh, or or if you're having a hard time hydrating and you need that kind of sugar in your water to to just drink more. Um, so not necessarily am I mm-hmm. uh, dissing all these all these milks. It's just um, you have to really come down to the basics on what you really need these for. Like if if you're having trouble, a lot of, a lot of people come to my office saying they don't like to drink water or they don't trust their their faucet. So then they they have to drink other things like bottled water or you know um, or milk. <laughs> yeah. But then there's fluoride, right, in a lot of our tap water. Yeah, so. uh, and you can you can look you can look up uh, like what what fluoride amounts you have in your in your um in your in your tap system. Not every not every community has fluoride, fluoride in the tap system, but it is something there to mm, um, provide true. natural protection. If you don't if you don't have that, um, if you don't if you really don't have uh, if you're someone that doesn't like spinach, there's natural spinach. There's natural fluoride in spinach, and uh, you kind of like have to track mm-hmm. your your diet. And like this, this whole thing is always individualized. It's always um, to the certain person that needs it, and or you know if you're afraid of, of fluoride too, you know, and then there's other products out there that can add um, that protection for you, like a more concentrated form that we can apply every now and then, or. You know, uh, there's nothing to be afraid about in in in, uh, in fluoridated water systems or or cooking with it. It's it's made there. It's it's, it's been there. Or having it in have, your or having it in your toothpaste. Yeah. It's been there too, uh, and it's a natural element of <laughs> that we find in the world that is there to help you um, fight cavities and prevent heart disease and all these things. But of course, there's an amount that uh, if if you can monitor. Uh, how much you actually get uh, there's there's a poisonous amount of course uh, just like anything else like too too much mm. too much sun will, will also hurt you right <laughs> yeah well cuz i've seen in in for example like whole foods or uh lessons or Erewhon, they also or those types of natural food mm. markets <clears throat> that they also sell toothpaste without fluoride so i was just yeah. wondering why they offer those options if you need yes. fluoride i mean yeah and and just like just yeah focusing in about the natural products and uh, it's just one part of the whole stretch of that whole aisle like there's like two two rows or two two aisles full yeah. of uh, dental products um there's something like i said uh, that dental Dental is like individualized. There's something for everybody. Um, sometimes uh, these products, yeah. I research them all and I try to find something that will help um, zone in on someone to be excited about brushing and, and wanting to brush more. So even if these products exist, it doesn't mean one product is safer than the other. It's just they're all technically safe. They're all they're on the shelf, right? It's just that um, they're, they're just more yeah. there to help benefit the person who 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 wants to have a peace of mind to make them feel like they're taking care of themselves better? All of them are, I feel like, equally mm-hmm. equally good because they 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 motivate someone to try things to oh to try things to to pay attention to their mouth more to see what happens to their mouth or feel better about their mouth whether if it's flavor whether if it's you know um, whitening or 
you know, all these things that we don't really, mm-hmm. uh, I really feel like we don't really need, but then, but this, but finding mm. that it makes the patient more excited to try things. Um, and, and then they can go to different mm-hmm. products. There's an endless, endless amount of, of, uh, you know, um, things to try to, to improve someone's habits. So, but, but really, if you just, yes. if you wanted to zone into the basics, you just need to brush, you know, some attention, <laughs> some, something to make that blood flow, Yes, you know, um, help, help mm-hmm. improve your healing process. But that's, that's. Yes. Can, can we go through some of these options, Ness, that you, you tell <laughs> patients? Can I pick your brain? Yeah, like, let's go through them quickly. Since we're talking about going, going <laughs> into the market and having to look at all the options. And, okay, let's start quick. Right. So we'll do go through this quickly. So let's start with uh, right. toothbrushes, right? There's manual yeah. toothbrushes. There's soft, medium, hard bristles. And there's also electric toothbrushes like That's Oral-B, right? right? What do you recommend is the best thing that like for patients when it comes to toothbrushes? Well, to, toothbrushes, I uh, definitely um, personally I love I love electric toothbrushes and soft bristles. Okay. Mm. Soft bristles, interesting. Extra soft okay. if you can do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is and we're not getting any um, commercial endorsements for, uh, for this episode, <laughs> but is there an actual electric? Toothbrush that's optimal. optimal um, yeah, anything that like? anything that does more than your hand can do is great. Yes. Okay. So then uh, floss. What's your choice with yeah. floss? My my choice. With yeah, floss, like wax. Um, definitely. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Definitely wax. Definitely uh, whatever you can wrap yeah. your fingers around. Uh, it's gonna get the most area right away. Okay. No particular brand either. <laughs> Not particular okay. brand, also. Um, but floss over um, floss picks. Yes. Yes, floss over. Okay. Floss picks, but well, I'll more later. <laughs> what about um, mouthwash, um, alcohol, alcohol-free? There's, um, yeah. Um. Tap water, <laughs> no, no uh, definitely uh, maybe uh, without alcohol. If you're gonna choose choose a, a mouthwash without alcohol, okay. Yeah, yeah my alcohol. dentist started telling me to get also mouthwash without alcohol. Is there a reason for that? Um, only because uh, we feel that uh, people got used accustomed to uh-huh. the burn, and sometimes when you have that burn, uh, it's it's. When you go through time of, uh, you, we talked about the healing process and the older you get, uh, the harder it is for you to manage that healing process. Sometimes uh, alcohol is directly linked to to cancer. So that's, we, we try to, um, even though maybe it's not it's a cause and effect kind of thing, but uh, if we can get uh, less than something that, that might be linked to that, then why, why not? Right, okay. And then what about water picks? There's also those um, manual picks, like post flossing. Um, yeah. yeah, I like those those uh, Christmas yes. tree looking yes. things. That... <laughs> Definitely, as time goes by, we start to lose that um, 
the gum level and, and the bone level, and then you start to create this space. Uh, and it might, it might be uh, more beneficial for someone to, to stick a little Christmas tree in there and, and, and brush all the, the angles, uh, especially if you don't see a dentist regularly. Mm. This is something uh, self-care, especially for the, the elders who are uh, losing their insurance and things like that, and they don't get regular maintenance. This is something, yeah, definitely can gets it way better than and yeah and then they have like those um hooks like they're with a rubber tip that you can always change is that like a manual um Ah. is that a manual like version of the water pick or uh the the rubber hook yeah so then this is the gum stimulator uh back i think it was back in the day used to be thought that we can grow back gums if, if we increase blood flow and i i like i like this tool because it also helps it's you know it's it's, it's uh less invasive than uh, uh a toothpick like wooden toothpick um it's, it's much softer so when it does go around the mouth and people are using it it, it does increase blood flow so uh, i would use it in that like if you want to increase your your healing process mm-hmm. in your gums um you can like push on it with with this this uh this rubber stimulator that that helps you reach the back mm-hmm. parts that are maybe inflamed and um, your gums may not grow back, but there are procedures that put more gum. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> not there. surprised. <laughs> and, and then are water picks supposed to be repla- replacing floss or is it an addition? Oh, good question. Uh, definitely something to uh add to your 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 uh, oral care experience at home not to replace floss but to uh, get you to spend more time uh in in the bathroom you know the bathroom should be your me time i think i think my me time is about 45 minutes you know because oh. <laughs> i have so many things to to experiment with um you know um, i'm always you know maybe twice a year i'm always like seeing what else what what else is on the on the shelf now, nowadays that i can um recommend to people that might might fit in someone else's mm-hmm. life you know okay was there anything else that you normally yeah. recommend to patients that maybe i haven't mentioned that's good uh you know i i know i know a lot of uh people always ask me about oil pulling oh right um, oil pulling they try to they try, they, they try to uh, replace that with flossing right. as well with with coconut um, but, oil uh, that one with that coconut mm-hmm. oil um but that that's the same thing like i feel like uh that's just something to in addition to uh, what you're doing um oil pulling usually is 20 minutes to 30 minutes and people and flossing is two minutes so it's hard to believe people are oil pulling every day for for the right amount of time and it gets really messy yeah so, uh <laughs> you know uh, but if uh sometimes uh if you have 45 minutes you know <laughs> in the bathroom to take care of your, your smile then go go for it but all these things you know uh, everything that you find in the everything uh, even though i'm 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 uh, suggesting one thing over another um all these things are made for those particular people to choose one over the other at least some, they're doing something that it's better than nothing it's uh you always want to kind of keep experimenting what works for you i i'll recommend electric toothbrushes to people but um some of them will say ah it's just too powerful i don't like it i don't want to charge it or you know there's always an excuse and 
they 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 don't they want to keep doing this so of course um whatever you can do on a daily basis is better than uh my recommendation yeah. you know it's it's uh it's it's really about uh uh learning about what you like to do to stay healthy and improve your quality of life and and keep eating all the good stuff like crispy pata as long as you can <laughs> <laughs> so for members of our community net that are interested in your dental services where's your clinic located yo um i'm here in daily city uh 7316 Mission Street. Um, yeah, right, right in the, you know, where all the, the rice cookers are, you know? <laughs> you can't miss us, or maybe you can, we're, we're underneath the fog. <laughs> and uh, Dental Care Daily City is our handle, or daily, dentalcaredailycity.com. Okay. Or, and does the clinic accept insurance? That, yes, we do. I do the PPO outside network, um, but a lot of us um, also we all we help all of our cash patients out there uh, who don't have insurance. Okay, and then um, being that we have a global audience, are there dentists in other areas, either in the Philippines, other states, other countries that you like to shout out or recommend? Other cities. I'm gonna recommend my my top two right now. Uh, my my Ninong, uh, Dr. Dr. Junis Sison uh, uh, in Anaheim. Uh, hit him up in SoCal, California. And uh, let me shout out my other Ninong, uh, Jojo Espiritu, Dr. Jojo Espiritu here in San Bruno. Uh, hit him up, y'all. <laughs> okay. And I just wanted to say, as we break for our first half nest, it, um, it's been great talking to you and learning more about the importance of oral health. We're at the first half of our segment. Thank you all for joining us for our first episode of season three. We're talking with dental hygienist and capoeira instructor, instructor Ness Marco Morales. Feel free to have a quick stretch, <laughs> refill your water or tea. We'll be right back after this quick break. Wellness. You were just listening to the track Koizaboa by Quetzal Guerrero, also known as Q Violin, spelled Q V L N, who is Sunshine's husband, one of our previous guests. 
As Philippine X in Wellness, we also like to support the financial wellness of the independent musicians and artists in our community. You can listen to Q's music on all digital platforms, and it is also available for purchase through Bandcamp. Search for either QVLN, the four letters, or Quetzal Guerrero. If you didn't catch the Decolonizing Wellness episode with Sunshine and Quetzal, I highly recommend that you watch or take a listen. It was one of our dynamic and first episodes, actually. Returning from our break, we've been talking with dental hygienist Ness Marco Morales about dentistry. And now we're going to talk about your life outside of the dental clinic, because that exists. Capoeira. <laughs> Some of our listeners or viewers might not even know what capoeira is. So let's start first with explaining what is capoeira and where does it come from? All right. Yes, uh, capoeira is an uh, Afro-Brazilian uh, dance uh, that, or uh, it's a Brazilian dance that's originated in Africa. Um, but for me, you know, it's my movement meditation and my music medicine. All right. But there's also a combative part, so it's not completely a dance, right? Um, yeah, just, just like the, the, how Filipino Eskrima Arnis was passed down through folk dance, uh, this was also passed down in, 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 uh, in, in that same, the same culture of, of a dance, music, art, and that, that's the best way to teach it or hand it down through okay. generations. Now tell us how you started getting into Capoeira Cuyagalo and how you ended up with Capoeira Batuque. Well, wait, before actually we, we ask you that, explain to us, <laughs> what is Galo? Oh, and how'd you get that name? Um, it's, it's, it's short. It's short for Angelo. <laughs> uh, Galo actually uh, means rooster in uh, in in okay. Portuguese. Um, I got that name through a naming ceremony. Um, a lot of people, a lot of us who uh, entered this naming ceremony, or even just who are in Capoeira for a long time, just eventually get uh, a nickname and the nickname originated from, you know, just protecting certain identities because, you know, Capoeira was illegal for mm. a long time. Uh, so, you know, if everyone, anyone was trying to look for me, you know, like the police, they will say, oh, where was, where was Mar Ness Marco? I'm trying to get him for doing Capoeira. It's like, there was no Ness Marco. There was only roosters here, only gallows, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So some just to protect the identity of, of the players who were um, doing it. This, you know, it was illegal for a century in, in Brazil. So, um, but uh, it was, uh, they definitely resisted all of that and came out. So the nickname was a big deal to uh, protecting the identity of, of the people who were passing it down through those. And times. how did you start getting into Capoeira? Well, so Capoeira has, has uh, <laughs> I think it has always, uh, been waiting for me. It found me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I was I was teaching. Uh, well, I I guess movement and dance has always been part of my life. I used to teach. Uh, also, I still open to teach a, a lot of social dance. So I've done a lot of uh, Filipino cultural nights and cotillions for my community. Um, and one time at SF State, uh, San Francisco State University, I was uh, I was in charge of studios for for break dancers and. 
and uh, and to come up with choreography for for all our shows. I was in there by myself one day, and someone had knocked on the door and asking if they can share space with me. He came in with a big stick, you know, and <laughs> I was like, "What was that? A bow and arrow?" Yeah. <laughs> You guys know that. Right, anyway, um, I, I allowed him to share space with me, and he started doing all these crazy things from the Tekken video game. And I only, I only thought it was it existed <laughs> in video games. I didn't think it was a real thing that people practice. I didn't think it was a real thing that 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 happened because uh, you know I was um, I thought it was breakdance <laughs> fighting. I was just one of those you know people that didn't wasn't very uh, didn't discover uh, didn't. Sh- learn about all these different things outside my culture. I was trapped in the bubble of the Bay Area, right? And and that did, I didn't know that this was part of the Bay Area. There was, there's a big community of Capuristas here in San Francisco that, that I finally am able to explore. But yeah, that's how how I uh, how I fell into Capoeira. Someone just crossing my path uh, in, in the things I like, love to do. And it became one of those things I love to do. And along the way, I met Versace and and Capoeira Batuki along the way. Um, so this was 2004 when I first uh, crossed the, my first official Capoeirista, uh, Eugene King, and he's still doing it till this day. And uh, 2008, I met uh, Mr. Versaccio at a karaoke bar, and it was, I love karaoke, so it was just meant to be, you know? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's gonna be my teacher for he life. He sings karaoke. <laughs> Maybe he does it on the he minus sings one, karaoke. too. Who knows? I'm gonna invite him to the family parties and see if he'll also sing there. Yeah, we sang some some Frank Sinatra, you know. Perfect for a Filipino household. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't a boner. What was it, Ness? <laughs> it was uh, it was that that magical instrument now that I play almost every day now. The the beer and bow. It was uh, it's a uh, one harp percussion instrument you know uh, it has the, it's made out of like a baby tree from brazil and has a metal wire from, made out of, out of made out of uh, vibranium so <laughs> it's not really made out of vibranium but it has a I feel like it it should be made out of vibranium because it has like a lot of like like healing elements to it when you do play it and you can tune it it's almost like one if you took the piano and took it apart it's like one uh, long endless one one string. one one long instrument and you can tune it it's it's yeah it's this and then the sound comes out of this like squash looking gourd you know or gourd yeah basically so that's what a beer and bow is i wish i had one to show you well it's in the back over there i do have one but you want me to get yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> up to you okay uh, that's another episode the part two of couple what all right <laughs> Yeah, when I, mean, I invite you and yeah, Gerald two. or whoever else on. Uh, <laughs> that, see, that's already call out. I hope you're listening, Gerald. We're, we're going to try to get know. you on to the episode. And then, well, I understand that you also <laughs> picked, the, you know, the track for your episode. So, you know, Quetzal personally and Sunshine, right? Whoa, Let's have some fun yes. with yeah, how, how do you happen to know our musical guests on this episode that you just decided to select? Oh my goodness, yeah. It, it was, when I first moved to LA, before, this was before I met uh, Versace and everybody, I was, I didn't really have any friends. 
uh, we were just I was just always out partying, and one one time we just we just aligned to uh, um, have have uh, I think we went to Cantor's. It was it was this nice like late oh, the night Jewish you deli. Know, um, yeah. diner. There you go. Yeah, we were at Cantor's, and then I I I was out with uh, people I met that night, and and a friend from the Bay that had all, who had also just moved there, and uh, Sunshine Quetzal sat right next to me. I had no clue that he was. Capulisto or anything like that. He had he had a violin with him, you know. Maybe they just came from a show. We we're all just getting down, and we <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, do you?" I think he was asking me if I played any instruments, and I was telling him, "Yeah, I played the berimbau." <laughs> <laughs> and little did I know that he's a a god in this this whole thing, you know. He moves awesome. He's also, I guess, also a b boy too. So, you know, it was an instant connection with those guys and. You know, I love to support everything Yay. that they go to. Shout out Q and Sunshine <laughs> if you're listening to yeah. this episode. Yeah, we had to do a guys. quick plug because yeah. there's a reason why you're in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now, let's go back to the Capoeira discussion. Have you trained in other martial or warrior arts other than Capoeira? Um, bef- or is it Capoeira that you, I, from beginning I, to end? No, def- definitely. Uh, you know, coming back to Delhi City, Capoeira has come. I've now trained in this uh, uh, Shaolin Kempo martial uh, martial mm-hmm. arts dojo, um, now run by my cousin Vince Ronan. Um, you know, he was my first teacher. Uh, his teacher was Ralph Castro, and had this space. So uh, yeah, Shaolin uh, Shaolin Kempo martial arts was my first uh, movement when I was uh, uh, in elementary school, uh, and I've been practicing it maybe until up mm-hmm. till high school um and that really got but even though i stopped training formally I, i've always been practicing you know everything that they they um they taught me and of course through college and and uh, through my time my crazy time in la uh dove into different martial arts like kung fu and judo uh wrestling um, uh, uh filipino martial arts as well so yeah just just dove into what i whatever i can can get you know even tai chi i did a little bit of tai chi as as well Mm -hmm. so um but of course my um it's crazy since 2004 is uh why do you think it's been the longest journey capoeira being in the system for you or actually no because you just mentioned that you were also training in um something longer yeah i feel when uh, you were a kid yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's definitely when I was a kid. But I feel like my, more of my focus and learning about how I'm growing uh, and staying consistent with Capoeira has really um, uh, increased my awareness to who I am today. And every day, it seems to, uh, you know, we seem to change every day. We seem to be different every time we eat something different. And it kind of relates back to how I... Um, come to be as a registered dental hygienist, like how I noticed other people. Um, Capoeira is a great way to learn about how um, the habits of other people or, or the personalities or, or who people are or to how I can trust other people has been, has been Capoeira in, in the sense. It, just seeing how people play um, really tells a story about who they are 
and how I play with other people and, 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 and reflecting on that kind of tells me who I am that day. What, what am I going through? Or and it, it's kind of weird, this weird like connection of, of to, to myself, you know, to see uh, where am I at if, if I'm overworked or if I'm, if I need time to heal. Um, it has been something I've just been consistent with that, that be, became a tool to, to help me learn about myself and others and, and in relation to others. Got it. So I think that's why I really kept, uh, it really kept me grounded and, and uh, something that I use to also help now others uh, learn it. With, with enough passion you know. that you opened up a studio, right, yeah. in Daly City, or you founded the, the Capoeira yeah. branch. You didn't open the studio, your cousin did it, but yeah, definitely brought it, Capoeira into it. Yeah. So... Yeah, I want to ask you, Ness, um, time is always something that I'm personally amazed by with our past guests that balance holding multiple identities <laughs> and roles. Um, we talked about in the beginning, you're Peter Parker by day and Spider-Man at night. No, I'm just kidding. You're a dental hygienist in <laughs> the day, right? <laughs> and you're... <laughs> and you're a couple wetter, right? You're gonna... <laughs> You're a capoeira instructor in the evening. Um, but what I also know is that I you're know. a son, a brother, an uncle, a husband, a godson, and, uh, you know, father. There's um, just so many roles that our guests play on our podcast. Um, given that we're on a wellness platform, how do you personally find the time to balance or manage all of these different roles? Wow, yes. Um, that's one to think about. <laughs> You're like, I don't know, but I'll tell you when I figure I, it I definitely, out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, I can only be grateful for um, everyone that's allowed me to be me and, uh, and, and the journey that brought me to help manage this, like especially my wife and my, my, my family, my mom and dad, you know, they're, they're all big part of of how i'm able to do uh, what i do uh, and figure things out because every day is is a new day you know like uh just because i figured out one day there's going to be new problems that arise and that i can't fail to recognize and but first to get through it all it all, all comes out comes back to being grateful for for what i have now so i think that's that's what it got you know how i'm able to change hats and and be who I need to be because I have a big uh, backup system or um, like a support uh, network. Yeah, so support network, and they know that I'm able to uh, learn more and bring back uh, more information and, and and improve the quality of our life from from what I'm able to do. So they, in return, they believe in me. I believe in them. And every day is is is, is brand new. So you know, it's not it's not like this is easy. Right. It's uh, definitely a learning process every day, and I can only stay consistent and to learn uh, learn about this journey in life, and hopefully it brings uh, more information for people to have better quality of life in their lives too. From what what, what I'm able to mm -hmm. share and learn, so um, I feel like that's uh, what Capoeira has brought, and that's the gift in the moments. You know, um, we're we go we're all going through this roller coaster, trying to figure out life and. And it's just one right. of those things. So for, for those people of um, us that want to train at your Capoeira studio, 
in Daly City. Where is that located? And and where can they find more information on one about your classes, your workshops, events? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm here in Daly City, 69 Washington Street, uh, right across the street from In-N-Out. So you know, the aroma is <laughs> really nice. <laughs> um, where you can find me at capoeiradailycity.com. That's also my, my handle, Capoeira Daily City. Um, or just Google Capoeira Batsuki Daily City, mm-hmm. you'll find me. Yeah. Um, and yeah. before we close, we always like to ask our guests, what are your own wellness practices? We already know Capoeira is <laughs> one of them, right? Um, what else? And flossing. <laughs> Trying different products, <laughs> dental products from the market. Um, what do you do for self care that might be inspirational for other individuals listening? Uh, what What else do I do besides capoeira and yes. um, and flossing? Uh, definitely, uh, definitely cooking. Cooking is a big thing that that, that tells me. Um, brings awareness to uh, of what i need as as a person as as uh, the person i woke up today sometimes it comes to me in dreams you know uh, uh all these ingredients that that i wake up with so i'm also i used to be an aspiring chef and i still want to be open a restaurant someday mm. so i feel like you know these these dreams come naturally to me and um and sometimes i have to imagine um myself in another seat who yeah. am i serving you know, and sometimes those 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 uh the, these these uh characters that I create in my head are 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 different versions of me. People that maybe I have trouble accepting. Yes. You know, mm. like like say a, a more anxious me, maybe mm. a more depressed me. You know, I imagine all these things. Maybe I have tentacles. Maybe I have crazy hair. <laughs> I wish I had. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, I I think of ingredients. What what can give myself love what can i give what can i nourish good emotions for this this person so um and 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 then once i i cook up something or think of something um i I serve it to myself or this this other person you know in in my chair and i come back and eat it and then suddenly i'm able to accept who i am so just like uh i think that's every day we're different people i feel like we go through different emotions and then um, this is my way of uh, self-acceptance, like, like accepting myself that day and learning more about what I need to, to mm. nourish myself. Can't wait to, for Things you like to that. open up your That's restaurant. I, like. <laughs> I feel like I, I want to eat there because everything I'm going to eat there will be good for my teeth. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I've never, I've never had a cat. Oh, there so. you go. <laughs> we'll have to, you'll have to let us know when that happens so we can bring you back. Uh, you know, Ness's Restaurant for Oral Care. <laughs> so as yeah. we begin to close, um, I know you mentioned your websites uh, and also the location of your clinic and your studio. Are there other uh, ways that our listeners or viewers can reach out to you if they have additional questions? Um, yeah, just if they have additional questions, you know, feel free to hit me up at Galo at CapoeiraDailyCity.com or our Instagram. Or, or Facebook, hit, hit me on the DM, you know, um, definitely reach out, leave a comment somewhere where I can uh, maybe find attention, but definitely just hit me up on my website, uh, but probably the best place to get my email if you forget it. 
uh, and then you can okay, uh, one, once again your there. social media handles uh, Capoeira Daily City and Dental Care Daily City Thank you, Ness, for talking to our community about dentistry and capoeira. We're so honored to have featured you on our podcast for our community to learn about oral care and capoeira. We're excited to witness how your journey continues to unfold and are here to support you as your Philippine Exxon Wellness family. Yo, thank you for having me here. Maraming salamat. Agyamanat. And to our (laughs) listeners, look out for our next episode. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so we will be talking to a couple of mental health providers, including Philippine ex-Canadian in Ontario, Canada, Bethany Liel Ayup of Therapy Nye, and Pauline Montemayor of Hope Psychotherapy Services, LLC, based in New Jersey. We're branching out, y'all. Our... Yeah, we're going to definitely get the Canadian East Coast perspectives and add hopefully more global perspectives on this podcast. Our second episode of season three will be aired during our Wellness Wednesdays on May 17. And as we close, we'd like to say thank you to our guest speaker, Ness Marco Morales, our social media strategist, Kathleen Torrio, our graphic designer and beat maker for our opening and closing track, Richie. Quetzal Guerrero for consent to use your track, Goisa Boa, that you heard during our break. Our advisors, Alison De La Cruz, Rian De Los Reyes, and Safo Tialogo. Our community partners is Filipino American Life, SoCal Filipinos, and Trek Table, and all of our community members for your shares and support. As always, we'll share more about our guest speakers' offerings on our Instagram stories and highlights for permanent access with any of their upcoming events. So let us know about your bachizados or anything that's open to the community, Ness. We'll, we'll share it on Instagram. <laughs> and then right be on. sure to follow us at Philippine X and Wellness on Instagram, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and on Twitter at Philippine X, the letter N, well, followed by the letters N and F. Don't forget to continue to hit the subscribe button on our Philippine X and Wellness YouTube channel. Thank you always for believing in us. Be well, everyone. Continue to take care of yourselves and each other. Durugid na nga salamat. Salamat. Agyamanat. Thank you.